Alright. What up, what up, what up, y'all? This is Miss 5678, and you are now tuning into Season 3 Dances Report and the Dope DJs edition for 2021 kickoff. What up? I'm literally excited because I have um, got a DJ on here that does both. Uh, who is um, but multifaceted um, and you know incredibly talented? Not just a dancer, not just a DJ, graffiti artist, uh, producer. So we are um, very blessed to have this gentleman on. Um, let everybody know what your name is, sir. What up? What up? Uh, this is DJ SC One from New York. Hey, hey. So <laughs> we we got we got New York in what the that? building, y'all. Brat. Yeah. <laughs> um. So before I get started, um, in the dancers report, what we do, what we actually do is we do a mood check in, and that's to sort of sort of check in with our dancer, check in with our artist, um, and check in with the mental wellness on how they're doing, and you know just to sort of catch up and sort of reflect mm-hmm. on the, their day. So I'll do the culture of it so you can sort of see how it goes and then flows, oh. and then you can um, chime in. So today. Um, one thing that made me happy, one thing that made me mad, sad, bothered, or indifferent. So today, one thing that made me happy was um, I was able to see the results of, um, you know, my work. Like, I'm, I'm excited because I am organizing and getting things prepared for the next season, next chapter, and I just had to take a moment to reflect on it. And um, I'm grateful mm-hmm. um, and just ready for what's to come. And I got a few of my tasks completed that I needed to get done in work and outside of work and uh, personal things for the holidays and all that stuff. So I was excited that I got I was progressive today. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that made me mad, sad, bothered or different is um, that we are, uh, you know, still in... Um, a pandemic <laughs> we are <laughs> we are still not complying with uh, right. wearing our masks and being um, respectful of you know other people's perhaps I guess what we would say um, safety and our own at the same time so mm-hmm. that's one thing that's you know really kind of getting to me in terms of what we're doing here uh, the quicker that we comply, the the quicker we can come up out of a pandemic mode. So yeah. we may not mm-hmm. have normalcy, but we would definitely have, um, we won't have to be as locked down and confined as we are currently being. So right. that's the biggest piece for me um, that's kind of bothering me is that in our particular state, uh, we're red and, um, you know, we have not complied thoroughly. So. Mm-hmm. Um, DJ SC1, what, what is um, one thing that made you happy today and one thing that made you mad, sad, bothered, or indifferent, if that? Um, I would say one thing that definitely made me happy, uh, I, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, one of my crewmates, um, CPR, Captain Puerto Rico hey. uh, from, from Baltimore. Uh, he lives in Rochester now, but we're kind of working on this uh, collab uh, house beat project. Uh, I kind of pushed it to the side for a while and decided to um, pull up the files the other day and start mastering the music and I woke up early this morning and started working on it and sent him some some files and we're liking the sound that we have so I was pretty happy about that I'm really excited to put that project out 
because uh, it's my first collab project with another DJ. So um, I was super happy about that. Uh, and uh, one thing that uh, um, that made me upset, uh, I work I work full time at I'm a manager at a, at a go kart track. Actually, that's my oh wow that's, that's my dope. that's my nine to five. Remind, remind <laughs> um, me to come there when I'm um <laughs> when yeah. I'm in the city. <laughs> you um, know. Yeah, that's and, uh, dope. And during during the the whole pandemic, I picked up another um, job as a uh, a server and a bartender at a at a restaurant, and um, which is which I had just received news today that is closing. So. Oh my God! Uh, no. Yeah. Yikes. So, it's uh it's frustrating. It's just I, I pretty similar situations to what you're going through. Our 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 town and our state is uh, and, you know numbers are going up. And, um, folks ain't complying. It's, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, where for, for the past couple of weeks, it seems like everybody knows somebody that's been testing positive and, um, you know, we, we do, we do with a lot of people and at the restaurant here at my, at my other job too, where people just don't want to, people, you know, are not aware of how serious the situation is, you know, so it's, it can be frustrating. It's, <laughs> well, it's very, you're right. It's very frustrating in the, in the sense of like, look, how long are we going to go through this now? We already know what we need All to be right. doing to keep ourselves safe. And it's it's more frustrating to think that there are some places that um, are close to not uh, dealing with it as much anymore. Right. Well, and I mean, we're at where we're at right now. It's like, yo, like we got to just tough it out, you know? Yeah, you know? exactly. Well, I am sad to hear, um, you know, sorry to hear that you – um, there's a place of business that you work for that will be mm -hmm. shutting down. Um, um, but you know what? With one door being closed, another one will open. That's Absolutely. for sure. Um, so without further ado, we want to know who is DJ SC1? <laughs> um, I'm a, I'm a, a dancer. Um, from a, I grew up in a town called Rockin County. I'm about 30 minutes outside of New York City. Um, I live in Nyack right now, which is in the same county. Um, but I started dancing at a really young age, uh, maybe 10, 9 or 10 years old. Um, and uh, I had a teacher that really influenced me from the city's name, Kelly Peters. Um, and uh, once I kind of really got involved with the street dance culture and the street dance community. Shout out uh, to Kelly kinda, Peters, right? Yeah, that's my homie. <laughs> um, I kind of just got fully engulfed in the whole, um, you know, culture in general. I started uh, looking on to uh, Mr. Wiggles is a big influence of mine. I, I really got into graffiti from him. Um, and uh, I started uh, battling in, in my local scene and in New York, in New Jersey area. Um, and uh, I started DJing my senior year of high school. And then about a couple years later, once I started throwing my own competitions in Jersey, um, I started getting known for as a battle DJ. So um, everything has kind of uh, gradually really in, in, uh, picked up for me over the years, thankfully. And uh, it's gotten to the point where uh, pre-COVID, um, I was DJing uh, pretty much a, a competition every single week, uh, whether it was from Boston or Jersey to Pennsylvania to Virginia. Some, I, I just started branching out into the West Coast about two years ago. Um, so I was really thankful to to continue to do what I love to do and music, you know, everything just revolves around music for me. Um, <laughs> I know that's right. Uh, and um, 
And uh, I just started within the past year or so uh, taking music production really seriously. Um, now that I kind of have a little home studio I built for myself now, and um, and the big yeah the big focus has just been making music. But I'm I'm kind of a a jack of all trades. I see. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's. That's, how, uh, how did you get the name? Um, um, SV1 comes from uh, my name as a graffiti artist. I started doing graffiti in probably 2010. Um, the name was given to me uh, by a friend of mine who was, he had an older brother that did graffiti. And uh, we used to go to this, um, this, jazz, this jazz club. Um, I was not old enough to get in at the time, but I was <laughs> I was snuck in sometimes. And uh, um, he gave me the 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 name Scat, and uh, it stuck with me for a little while. And I I used to, I just started abbreviating it. And um, you'll see a lot of DJs, graffiti artists, and dancers um, go by like something, and then they put the word one after it or the number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, what that means, if if nobody knows, is it basically originally meant if you were a graffiti artist and you had the the number one after your name, it meant you didn't belong to a, a, a graffiti crew. You were a solo uh, artist, a solo writer. Oh, no. Um, so I didn't I didn't have anybody to write graffiti with me at the time. So uh, um, SE1 just stuck with me. And then uh, once I started moving really into um, commercial graffiti work, I was doing indoor and outdoor murals for people and custom canvas and shoes i just wanted it to kind of be like my public um you know name and it and eventually be my business so um i just had that kind of stick with me and it's been my you know uh, eventually i kind of moved on to give it some more purpose and meaning um so the name itself actually stands for socially creating oaths never ending oh that's amazing i love that um <laughs> and uh um it's just it's yeah it's just stuck with me i've uh um you know I, I like the fact that uh, I've been able to kind of give it more purpose um, over the years. I like the fact that, uh, you know, it's its origins is, Pat, you know, it was someone that gave me the name. Um, I had a lot of friends that kind of just like, uh, you know, didn't have that and kind of just go by their first name. <laughs> and exactly. I like, the, I, I, like the, I like the idea of having an alias or having like another, you know, that was the whole point of graffiti back when, uh, when it was first happening. So, um, yeah, it's just that's that's always stuck with me, and I like the meaning I have for it. So, yeah. I think that's dope. I mean, you know, a lot of people they can't really describe how they became um, because mm-hmm. they're so used to helping other people out or, you know, talking about other people, and they never really talk about themselves. So, right. Uh, it's a it's good to pay homage to the DJs this way, you know, um, and just yeah. sort of get an idea of where your journey was and how you became. Um, what has been your, one of your favorite, um, or excuse me, one of your biggest influences? Um, hmm. uh, I think, to, uh, I mean, me in my, in my town, you know, it was, it wasn't easy to access, um, information or lessons in the things that my, my friends and my crew and I really wanted to do, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you really wanted to take a class on popping or house dance, uh, any of those things, we had to get to the city somehow. Um, 
and uh, or if on the off chance we had a sub in our one of our dance classes from the city then we were learning that for that day and <laughs> i had to take whatever information i could to run with it so um <laughs> a lot of my research and work getting uh growing up was uh learning from my crew and uh and just uh i think wiggles was probably one of my biggest influences back then so like 2010 2011 um I was really paying attention to Mr. Wiggles a lot uh, in graffiti and in dance. Um, and then, uh, um, I don't know, I, th I feel like eventually it was just like the more I went and traveled and I got to battle different places and see different people, um, just all of those experiences became my influence. I kind of just uh, would would just take in the information and and learn from others that, you know, uh, from experience and watching. Um, as a music producer and as a DJ, I would say uh, Louis Vega is probably one of my biggest inspirations. Uh, and Masters at Work with Kenny Dope and him. And uh, I have um, a lot of other DJs I look up to or producers. Uh, Charisma, K-Tronic from uh, Baltimore. Um, Bodhisattva. Um, Kerry Chandler. Uh, but I would say Louis wow. Vega. And um, Louis Vega and Wiggles are probably like my two biggest <laughs> inspirations. That's amazing. Um, I mean, because we get the we get the front view on um, where you sort of uh, were able to establish a style. Um, what would you say your specialty is um, in dance? And then we're gonna get to the DJ part in a second. Um, what is your specialty in dance? It's uh, it's funny because um, when I was battling, I would never uh, I never wanted to sign up for like one specific bracket because um, I don't know it just wasn't my thing. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't go and enter like a popping bracket at jam. Although I've been popping for over ten years. <laughs> um, wow. And uh, I would enter I would enter house brackets, um, but I I did very well and it seemed all the battles that I used to win were all hip hop. Uh, category or all style. <laughs> I love that. Um, you, I love a good jam session. That's another thing too, man. Right, and I think that I my specialty in dance is just party dance. I think I really am just in the pocket, and I, I like to just casually kind of moving and take my time and just sit on the groove for a while. Um, and musicality is really big to me, so I think that's the reason why I do better in some of those. Uh, in all styles or a, a, a hip hop bracket is just like I'm more of a party dancer than I am a specific popper or house dancer. Dope. Um, so I think those are, uh, it's, yeah, I, I always thought that was fun. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then your, uh, your other question was? I wanted to, well, we're going to get into the DJ um, portion of it in a second, but I want to touch base more on your dance first. Mm -hmm. Um uh, what's your your bio and what's your cultural background? So what's your background in dance and what's your cultural background? Um, I started, I took uh, like commercial dance. Like I took um, hip hop classes at a studio for 10 years. I started when I was maybe uh, eight and then and took it till I graduated high school. So pretty much 18. Um, but when I was 17 is when I, 16, 17, I started popping, um, and I was breaking back into most of my crew are, are breakers. Um, 
I'm in Floor Fetish Crew, which is based out of Buffalo and uh, uh, well, we're pretty much based out of Buffalo, New York. Um, oh, <laughs> and uh, I'm in uh, Seven Sessions, which is kind of spread out. Where uh, some of us are in Binghamton, some of us are in um, Philly, um, and in Rochester. Um, but uh, yeah, I started popping, then I got into house dance maybe 2013, 2012, and that's that's kind of stuck with me the most. I love house dance. I love house music. Me too. Um. <laughs> Although I'm not like, you know, I'm not a. I would never say I'm a house dancer at all. I mean, I like what I see, and mm-hmm. I like what I've learned, but. I ain't gonna enter no battle doing it. If I did an all styles, then I might mess around with it a bit, but I ain't right. gonna be like running around the city talking about, I'm about to teach house. No, no, no. I know who to call. No thanks. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, house, I really fell in love with house. Um, and then um, uh, I am uh, African American, um, Italian, and Cherokee Indian. Dope. Is my, is Dope. my background. Dope. <laughs> Wow. Um, and it's funny, I, I didn't know that until I was about 17 or 18 years old. Um, How did that work? My I have uh, a biological father that reached out to me um, on my 18th birthday. Wow. Um, I knew I knew who he was. I just it, it had been so long. I, I was grow I grew up with my mom and my uh, stepdad and then they had four of the kids. So um my uh, my biological father kind of left the picture when I was really really young. I was maybe two or three. Um, wow. But what I didn't know was that he was African American and Cherokee Indian. <laughs> oh, that's crazy, right? Yeah, it's it's crazy. So it was a <laughs> it, a big discovery, and it's actually still something that I um am looking into till this day. Really, where what what my background is and on that side of the family. Um, but that's what I've been able to collect from from then until now that's dope i mean well now it's a it's like a new discovery right you know yeah. finding out you know how far your your bloodline goes and where it is track it down you know mm-hmm. we do need to know where we've come from so that we know where we're headed right but, uh, we need to also start to be able to uh understand our background our cultural background our bloodline so that when we talk to our kids, we talk to our legacy, our tribe, we can uh, have a clear understanding of who is in that tribe, who is in Definitely. our group, who is in our, you know, who is our people, you know? So yep. I dig that. Like, and I will make sure I put that in a prayer, uh, send <laughs> one up for you for, you know, discovery and really getting uh, in tune with who is part of your bloodline. You know? Yes. Thank um, you. Absolutely. Uh, what has been your favorite part of the dance business? Is it, um, let's see, the audition process, the competition in process, the stage process? Um, is it rehearsing? Is it, um, you know, working with a new artist or working with a new group? Um, is it, you know, being in the, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of all the different aspects of dance. <laughs> Um, is it in the, um, the money part, you know, or the location that you are in dance? What's been your favorite part of dance in, as a, as a business? Um, for me, it's, it's really grown to be, uh, the networking. I think the networking is the reason why I, I've gotten where I'm at. Yeah. Um, 
I think, you know, any anytime I host a competition or I participate in one or I DJ one is an opportunity for me to either see people that um, that I've worked with before or to meet somebody I haven't worked with yet. And uh, it's uh, it gets to the point where I don't really even have to promote myself um as a DJ, like it just, you that's know, you just, with the connections and the networking you make, it kind of goes hand in hand. So that's been my favorite part about this whole thing so far is getting to network with everybody. Um, and if there's somebody that I haven't met that I want to meet or that I haven't worked with uh, and I host a competition, then that's a good opportunity for me to, uh, you know, to ask them to work with me and get to know them on another level. Absolutely. Um, so that's that's definitely been my favorite part is just being able to work with everybody and you find out that, you know, uh, we all have similarities and um, there's so much that we can learn from one another in the scene. And the scene is a really, it's a really, the dance community is a lot smaller than we think. So. Absolutely, because we're connected you by know. five people all the time. So Exactly. You know, yeah. when you said Kelly Peters, he's from Boston, so we know Kelly Peters. Uh -huh. Shout out to <laughs> Kelly Peters and the yeah. whole team over there. At Brickhouse, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what's been your favorite uh, place to be? And this is a two-part question: favorite place to be in dance, and favorite place that you've traveled. So the first part would be favorite place would be: is it the stage? Is it the rehearsals? Is it the, the jam sessions? Is it uh, tour? Is it you know um, you know competition um, jam session? Is it is that your favorite place to be? Or, um, and, and also when you travel, what's been your favorite place to go? Um, I think my favorite place to be in dance has changed over time. I think it used to be really um, in kind of like a, a cypher atmosphere. Like, mm -hmm. you know, when you when you go to a competition and yep. people are cyphering, I used to really love that. And I still do, but I think over time, I've really grown to appreciate actually the atmosphere that's created after an event um, when everyone kind of just gets to like, you know, chill out and discuss and talk yeah. and catch up. That's really been my favorite. So the wrap up. <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> the wrap, wrap up, up, the wrap up from the sessions, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's a new one. I'm going to add that in. I'm going to add that yeah. in for sure. You know, um, that's been like my, my favorite part about everything is getting just to spend the quality time. Um, but I also still love the club, the club being in the club atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Um, I used to really enjoy uh, Funk Box when it was still going on over here in New York City. Um, what about Latin and... Quarters? I'm I'm dating myself when I say that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Every time I bring that yeah. up, people be like, "Girl, that's old." Like, oh, 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 Mavi. But we used to, um, uh, I think for late, was it Labor Day or Memorial Day? Um, Funk Box used to go on. We used to go on a cruise, like around the Statue of Liberty. But it used to go from 11 p.m. to like 3 a.m. Oh my God, is that um, a boat? Like a yeah. Oh man. We would just be on the on the top floor of this boat, listening to uh, Tony Touch and. Oh, that's dope, um, Tony Touch. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was those are those are my favorite vibes. But uh, uh, my my favorite places that I've traveled, um, and this isn't just because. I'm talking to y'all, but I love Boston. Boston. Yay! Is all right, all right, all right. Y'all heard that? It's Boston. Three's up, G's um, up. Hey, <laughs> hey. Boston has, uh, um, well, I mean, 
I really started to to start doing gigs over there once me and uh, uh, Stax got really close. Stiggity, um, that's my brother. Hey, <coughs> hey. Shout out to yeah. Stax, man. I had him out for a competition of mine a little while back, and then uh, we just started kind of talking a bit more. Um, he liked the work I was doing. I liked the work he was doing. And then we, we did a, uh, one of his events in Colorado a couple years back. Um, and we spent two weeks together just getting to know each other. And now me and him are like, we family. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I think he talked I, about um, you. He might have talked about you. Or I remember the trip because I'm like, what's this dude doing in Colorado, yo? Like, what is he doing out there? But, yeah, I do I do kind of vaguely remember him either bringing you up or talk, or I remember the trip. Because, you know, he documents his trips on, on I'll be watching yeah. all his stories and his Instagram posts yeah, and this we, and that. Me so. and him are like, you know, we clown around too much. Yeah. <laughs> That's family. Like, he was it's on a, the first a dangerous episode. Combination, but, nah, he's, he's really close. I'm really close to him. And um, I really like what he's been contributing to the scene That's right. out there. Yeah, he's, he's, um, I mean, every, he every was one of I my season. Event, um, like he's had some pretty like, you know, low key, small events at like a bar and they've been some of the favorite of like my favorite events I've ever been to. Right. Like, he has it at a uh, middle East. Yeah. I yeah. literally had my daughter and, um, I was running around. I had to work and teach a class and I had my daughter and I'm like, let me pop in to say hello and show my, um, my face and try to be a part of what he had going on that day. And I'm like, man, what, it was a weekend, really. And um, mm-hmm. I, um, I tried to get in there, but I had, I was like, dang, it was all over the place. I was too busy, man. <laughs> and I know Stax be like, you know, you need your time, bro, girl. You need to yeah, pick yeah. that schedule. But um, Stax, shout out to Stax. So Stax was on my <clears throat> first season. Mm-hmm. You know, he was on the first season of the Dancers Report, and he really contributed a lot of great information. Um, you know, and he's just—he's just somebody to know. You know, he really he definitely is. is. You know, um, just just uh, working with him over the past couple of years has changed uh, my life for sure. That's amazing. <laughs> and when somebody can have that sort of impact on you, that's mm-hmm. a good thing. Um, in terms of you know uh, losses and gains. Um, what's been a struggle in dance for you? Um, I had this conversation with uh, Captain Puerto Rico actually a little while back. Um, we were catching up, and um, we were talking about uh, a lot of the people in the community that are similar to us that we like to kind of dive in and put our our feet in the waters of all these other elements of the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think my biggest downfall in dance is that I dedicate my time to so many other things. I, I kind of spread myself out thin mm-hmm. where if I were to dedicate my time to one thing, I could, you know, who knows where I'd be at with it. And I, I tend to work in phases. There's times where, you know, for weeks to months at a time, I'm very focused on one thing and then it'll switch uh, to, you know, um, another outlet. It could be art. It could be dance. It could be music. Um, and uh, I think, that's been one of the reasons I've kind of slowed down in dance, and I'm not I'm not really battling as much anymore. Aside from getting older. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, <laughs> what's um what have you uh, gained, and also what have you lost? Um, hmm. uh, well, I I go back to to networking. I think that if you asked me five years ago, 
if I'd be having the conversations with people that I am now, you know, a lot of people that I look up to, um, a lot of people that I was watching their YouTube videos and their uh, tutorials, and now I can sit down and have an actual conversation with them is um, is crazy, and it's 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 been an awesome experience for me is to you know how quickly I was able to kind of uh, change that for myself mm-hmm. just by doing what I love to do. So um, that's a game for me. I mean, I remember years ago thinking Stax was like the coolest person in the world, and now you know. Uh, me and him chop it up all the time, so it's definitely <laughs> having that connection, right? <laughs> yeah, so having that connection is really big for me. Um, loss, um, I think uh, I was very big on hosting. I, I loved hosting competitions um, back in. I, uh, we started probably in 2013. Me and a crewmate of mine, and we had a, we had a monthly competition that we held in Jersey, actually called Proovy Groove. Oh, that's um, dope. <laughs> And it was a uh, it was a one-on-one all styles competition. Sometimes it'd be house, sometimes it'd be breaking, and we really started to build a community uh, of dancers out there. Uh, we would get people that drove out from like Philly once a month or oh, wow. uh, from Boston. It was it was crazy. I'd be like, dude, you're like three hours away from here. What? <laughs> That's good um, though. That means that you, the support is real. Yeah, know? it was dope, and it it wasn't any of those like big competitions. We kind of just. You know, we charged like five bucks at the door and the money came, went back to the winner. And it was just, you know, it was, we started to really build a family from that. So uh, the fact that uh, my crew has kind of gone in separate directions, you know, we're still a crew, but, you know, that those types of things just happen sometimes. And uh, I've been, you know, taking up DJing a little bit more in music production. So that's one of the things that I've lost that I wish I could get back is uh, having the time and the budget to really coordinate those events again. Well, it's 2021 coming up, and you know, right. we've, we've sort of scratched away the old, and we are now creating mm-hmm. something new, so um, leave, leave room for it, you know? Um, as Speaking of DJ, um, who uh, was your biggest influence as a DJ? Um, when I first started, hmm, I think my, my drive for DJing when I first started was just wanting to play music for people <laughs> so i know oh, that's right a, i mean I listen there's people there's there's djs that love the people they want the response they want the crowd right. response so yeah that is a thing yo i think i've always um i've always just been an entertainer it's always been about just uh you know the the energy i get from you know the, i could be in a club that's dead with like three people and if I see those three people are bouncing to the music I'm playing, and I'm like, all right, cool, I can I can work off that, you know. That's so, that's that's the that's the best part, right? Getting the re- the reaction out of people, you know. Um, definitely, and I think uh, the more I started DJing for the for the dance community and and in battles, I started kind of looking onto what DJs were really, uh, you know, doing the right thing, and I think that uh, my some of my influences once I started getting into the battle scene. Um, and the club scene was, uh, was once again, definitely Louis Vega. Um, Bodhisattva is a favorite of mine. I really like Afrobeat and Afro House Dope. as well. Um, Tony Touch, uh, Jay's Out Remote from New York City. Um, uh, DJ X was another DJ that was doing all the breaking jams out here mm-hmm. in New York for some time a while back. I um, miss Tony Touch. I, I met him like once. Yeah, Tony's great. <laughs> Tony's dope, man. Um, 
And, uh, yeah, I think just a lot of the DJs that were spinning the jams that I was going to were my influences, really. Uh, uh, definitely X. Um, Flag uh, was a big, was, uh, I really liked a lot of the stuff that Flag has been doing also. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I just got to spin with him in Colorado a couple months back, which oh, was really dope. fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, I think uh, those that, that's pretty much it. I mean, everything else has just been, like, um, producers music that I've you know I, I've done a lot of digging into other libraries and um, there's been times you know where I, I probably dedicate like at least 20 hours a week into like digging for music <laughs> well, I mean that's the research part that's the that's the studying part yeah you know yeah. what's your specialty or technique in DJing um, with DJing I, I, I pay a lot of attention to transitions are like a, a big deal for me i like to have like a really solid perfect mix that you know um that just sounds right to me um and like that that transition where it's either something subtle and, and the crowd is like you know they don't even know what hit them <laughs> or with with something like house where it's gradual and, uh, and i i focus a lot on transitions and um it's been helpful to me out in, in the local scene over here because a lot of DJs don't pay attention to that. Um, and a lot of new and up-and-coming DJs uh, don't have that, that grasp of that concept yet of building a transition. And um, it's, it's a big aspect of DJing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think my transitions are really my specialty. I, really foc- I try to focus on those. And, uh, and my music library, I mean, I, like I said, I, I spent um, a lot of time uh, putting together a library that um, I can fall back on, even if I feel I'm not prepared for a gig or a competition. Um, I know that I've I've taken the time over the last I don't know probably a decade now. That's amazing. <laughs> um, that means like the catalog you got must be nuts. It, which, it's fun. Which which leads yeah. me to this next question for you as a DJ. Um, what's your favorite artist and what's your favorite sample? Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I have to I have to think about that sample, but my um, it's actually funny because, um, I'm also I'm a I'm an R&B geek. I really love R&B. No, that, that, listen, um, we write in the same. Hold on now. I, there was one day, yo. It's crazy because during. The interview with Lady Beast, we talked about R&B records, and it's uh-huh. me and her were like going. I think it's either we finished our interview talking about R&B, or we when we were done, we continued like a whole another hour talking about <laughs> R&B records, like you know yeah. the old school sounds and like the old music and like just right. you know. Oh man, I love R&B. Oh yeah, I mean if I had to pick. Ooh, it's tough. I mean, I also listen to a lot of um, modern R&B artists too, but I think, but they're still underground. Like they don't really have a lot of radio hits. I, I really, really love Ryan Leslie. Um, Me too. <laughs> He's from Boston. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Leslie is a is a huge influence of mine. I'm actually working on an R&B album right now, Dope. and um. He's got a, a a huge influence on me in in this next project that I'm doing. Um. I really love Neil. Yeah. Um, he's a great writer, uh, too. Yeah, I, I actually pay more attention to the stuff he's written for other people. than. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
He's a big influence of mine. Uh, I would say some of the newer influences I have are Kate Renata. I really love Kate Renata's sound. Yeah, yeah. So, so dope. I, I really love that whole sound that he has. Um, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, again, Louis Vega. <laughs> <laughs> I love everything that guy does. Um, and, uh, again, Bodhisattva, that he's a huge influence on uh, a lot of the stuff that I make, like when I sit down and I, I try to just freestyle a new song or new beat, it usually ends up being Afro House. <laughs> I, listen, Tiwa Savage is my ting. I love yeah, her. Yeah. I um, love Tiwa. And I love Shansia too, but there's another girl that's coming up that got a voice on her, um, and she's amazing. Um, I just started like, I just realized that she had liked a couple things back like that I had put up on Instagram, oh, yeah. and, and she's cool with a lot of the, some of the Caribbean DJs I work with. And um, shout out to DJ Explosive. That's my guy. Mm -hmm. um, she is, I'll say her name right now uh, so that you can kind of get an idea of who she is. Uh, it's N Nalia or N Nalia mm -hmm. um, Blackman. She is, I believe she's Trini. And um, she's a, she's, but she, her mix with R&B the twang on her her vocal ability is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, you know, and Shinsia can sing too. A lot of people don't know that, but Tiwa Savage, mm -hmm. I love her. She's dope. Yeah. Um, there's a couple newer artists that. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I listen to everything. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a big uh, gospel, you know, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, Christian based music. I love Brianna or Brie. Babineau, yeah. she's dope. Um, Kira Sheard. Um, there's just some other, like, artists that are ridiculous, like Anthony Brown. Mm -hmm. I like Ella May. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I, my biggest favorite, my favorite, favorite, favorite artist is, uh, to sing is Lettucey and Layla Hathaway. Yes. I mean, if we want to talk about, you know, and my biggest uh, gospel artist that I like go wake up to and go to sleep to is Miranda Curtis because she's okay. just a beast. Um, <laughs> but I, but when we talk about R&B, I'm into her. Like, mm -hmm. I really love her, um, her direction that she's going in. Um, yeah. Try, try listening to Corede Bello. Corede? 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 Corede. Bello. DeJour. He's a real, he's another artist that's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Think, uh, look, look him up, DeJour. De, de <clears throat> and then Bryson Tiller gets a lot of, like, undertone. Yeah. Like, he, he doesn't get yeah. a lot of play that he should. Um, You know, just, like, there's some artists out here, man, that's really, that kills it. Yeah, um, I that, mean, if it's, if it's good music, it's good music. I, I like, you know, I can kind of, I can get into almost anything, I, um, I, I mean, I have a couple favorites, but, um, you know, well, it's good music. It's good music to me. And, my and, next, uh, well, my next um, question I have to ask, I definitely have to ask is, is what is your favorite era to DJ? Uh, it's 90s. Yeah, I was about to um, say that, yes. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm notorious out here in my town for playing early 2000s, like hip hop and R&B. So, so it's funny because you got a huge response out of me during our jam 
Um, so for those who don't know, um, DJ SC1 was our lead and main DJ, the only DJ we hired for Cypher the Change. Um, and it was so dope because um, it just created such a vibe. Like it was a vibe. Like it was a fun um, vibe. Yeah. I am a big '90s fanatic. Like <laughs> when I tell, I'm talking about down to clothes, down to the music, down to the culture, down to the <laughs> the, the mindset. Like it's crazy. Yeah. I'm a '90s head, and mm -hmm. I would, you know, anytime you play a Soul to Soul, um, any type of SWV, um, yes. you know, brand, um, brand, brand, brand Pooba, like. Any any '90s record, like it's ridiculous. Like mm -hmm. you know, you could. My my daughter's like you know she'd be like, oh man, here we go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Heavy D, like you know Mary J, like this '90s stankity stank '90s, like you know, like that was that time where the music was nostalgic, yes. um, and when you hear it, it's still to this day a dope feeling. And you it's feel awesome. inspired. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 definitely my favorite uh, music, um, and it's definitely still the stuff I play today. It's the reason why I don't really DJ locally on big nights is because I don't play too much of the new stuff. I play, I play a lot of '90s and early 2000s. And ain't nothing wrong with that, brother. We 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 we, we appreciate you. <laughs> All of us ninety heads that love it, we appreciate you. Right. Um, what's what's up and coming for you as not only as a dancer but as a DJ? Um, what what is up and coming that we can stay tapped into and look forward to? Um, there, there's a lot. Um, you know, I, I realized when you know when we were in more serious lockdown um, that I had to kind of figure out a new way to make some of these things work. Um, for myself and uh, as much as I'm not you know I wasn't really a big fan of getting online and doing the live DJ sets um, I did a couple and for me it was more like I really needed to offer something new to everybody not just playing like the jams that everybody hears regularly you know uh, I had to really try to put a spin on it so I did a couple of those um, but for me now um, I've been kind of moving in this in this new direction um, so I have I have this app called Superphone, and the the app basically gives me a, a phone number that I can give out to everyone, fans, clients, anyone that's looking to um, get updates on new music or if I'm doing a show, and they can text that number and and they'll be able to reach me directly, and then I can get uh, a demographic of who listens to my music, um, you know what kind of music of mine do you like if there's a preference. Uh, you know, have you purchased any of the music? What do you stream? Where are you from? Um, and it helps me kind of gauge how I can help uh, fans and people that are following me. Oh, so, so before we wrap this up, we're going to need that number. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. And it, it's it's kind of my way of um, getting closer to everybody that, that follows and supports uh, the music and, and me in general. Um, so now... Uh, usually when, um, and I did this with, with, uh, with Lady Beast as well. Uh, when I get booked, I give you this number and, and, uh, we kind of do all business transactions and all that stuff through the number. So that way in the future, you know, I have that information and, and we can stay connected in that way. But, um, Dope. in terms of, uh, in terms of projects, um, uh, I recently, uh, I started a, a band camp 
account about six months ago, and I've put out three projects on there since then that are um, uh, 12 songs deep on each one, probably. Amazing. Um, I did uh, my, my most uh, popular release is, is an album I did called The Millennial Edits, um, and it's a, uh, I think it's 11 to 12 tracks, um, and they're all just kind of... Uh, there's samples or there are acapellas of songs that are either like from today or throwbacks, but there's, uh, they have like a dance, uh, I did like a dance beat on top of them. So, um, oh, so we gotta, we gotta, we got, we need that information and for sure, for sure. So yeah. we can uh, you definitely can, tap in. You can stream, um, some of these albums on Apple music and Spotify. So if you just search my name, which is S C dash O N E, um, I'll come up and, and you can stream most of the songs on there. If you want the full albums, they'll, they'll be on Bandcamp. Um, okay, so and, uh, so we gotta when I so usually when I post the episode, I get give every uh, detail just about where we can find you on on social media platforms and yeah. all music platforms. So I'll make sure we go over that again so people have it and can click that link right away or type it in and have the exact. Um, location to catch you because I want people to be able to stay connected to you after we have had an interview and sure. they want to you know continue uh, that relationship or that that connection um, what's what is now this is a question I'm asking everybody uh, what's one thing or what's what's the pandemic done for you rather than to you um in the beginning, it's really given me time to sit and and focus on my craft. Um, I was able to put out uh, a project every two months, basically. That's um, good. And me, like, I, I really don't. Um, time is everything to me. Uh, if I if I could choose, I would sit in my home studio and work on stuff pretty much every single day. <laughs> um, I hear that. So. It's, and, it, and it's a good thing to, you, you know, you never, you're never too, uh, it's never, it's never a, a setback uh, cultivating your business and cultivating your brand and bettering your right. brand and bettering your craft, whatever you're gifted at. Um, you can only do the best with time. You know what I mean? If right. you waste the time, that's when you, you know, you should be accounting for it and looking for what did I do. But but when you have the time and you use it for growth and bettering and expanding, um, that there's 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 that's there's always a win in that, you know. Yeah, I really think that uh, every second you put towards it really counts. Um, and you know, I tell that to students and people I talk to now, you know, that, that understanding that principle of practice makes perfect and, and using that time wisely really makes a difference. So, uh, I think COVID, uh, one, one benefit from it is, is it's given me the time, um, uh, up until I took another job and worked seven days a week, but. <laughs> oh man. Well, um, you know, uh, we still, so you see him as, uh, an incredible DJ, incredible dancer, but he still has his you know, grown up, you know, priorities, which is AKA working uh, a, a regular job. So there's no excuse that you cannot mm. balance 
your life. You know what I mean? There's no excuse. Yep. You know? And it, there's definitely times where it's hard. I mean, it's you know, no one said it's going to be easy. And uh, there's definitely times where I feel like it's it's almost impossible. But um, it's it's worth the payoff when you stick it out and you know you get the gig you've been waiting for. Or, you get books, you start getting that recognition, and people start asking you, and you don't have to go asking other people, you know? Exactly. <laughs> um, my biggest thing has always been I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be the half the person to approach the club and say, hey, can I DJ here? I want the people to approach me. So it's always been about um, getting to that point, being patient enough to, to be in those situations and have that happen, you know? That's amazing. That I mean, it, you're, and you're, you're right. When your name carries and your reputation carries, the opportunities, the blessings come to you. So, mm -hmm. so now it's up to you to be the the vessel and be a blessing to others when you do that. When that happens, you know. Definitely. Um, he gave you a gift. He trusted you with that gift. So when he trusts you with that gift, your your uh, job is to share it and try to duplicate it and inspire in the process. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So yeah. um. The other question I have um, before we before we wrap it up is where can people stay connected to you, um, and you know what's what are those social platforms, the main uh, places where people can stay connected and, and and go and find you and support you. Um, the main one I th I think uh, my Instagram is probably my biggest. Um, and my easy, the easiest way to to reach me, aside from the Superphone app, which we'll circle back to, but um, <laughs> uh, I that's really kind of like my my business account. Um, everything that I post on there is about projects and stuff that I'm doing. Um, I'm a bit of a goofball, so you might see some funny stuff on there every now and then. But uh, <laughs> everything on there is is music I'm working on, or art that I'm doing, or a project or an event we have coming up, or something. So. Um, that's kind of like the the best way to stay in touch with you know what's going on and what's what's current. So, what's your social um, handle? The the Instagram handle is gonna be um, uh, S C O N E R, so S C O N E R um, underscore O W N E R. It's Sconer owner. <laughs> I love it. It's a, it's a graffiti thing. <laughs> and what's the uh, number that people can contact from the app? Say, so the, the, say app, the name of the app. The app is called Superphone. You don't need the app in order to reach out to me. It's okay. just a regular phone number. All right, what's the number? Um, now, if you text this number, um, it's, uh, it's going to be 1-432-423-2444. Okay, so that's right. 1-4-3-2-2-4-2-3-3-6-4-7. Now, when you text this number, you're going to get um, a text message from me, um, and it's going to give you a link to a uh, an info sheet. So uh, this info sheet has a bunch of different questions and things you can fill out. It's all optional. But basically what it does is it helps me give an idea of uh, who you are if I don't know you already. And, then, and the amazing uh, part about this is the, it's the analytics, so he can cater to the area that you are in. Right. If enough people from Boston, you know, reach out to me personally from this number, it gives me a better sense of if I want to book a show or if I want to do something um, 
I can, you know, I know which areas are going to be the most beneficial and where I have fans and where I have followers. And, um, you know, th there's a lot of platforms that are doing that already. And Apple Music and Spotify give me that demographic. But this is more personal. Um, and uh, I've really enjoyed the app. And I've, um, I've gotten a lot of good feedback from it and a lot of connections with other people that I don't even know. So, um, That's so dope. Once, once people fill out that form, then... Uh, I have them in my contact list, and whether it's they're trying to book me or they're trying to ask questions or get some info on music, I can talk to them personally uh, from that number. So Nice. Um, now, a question that I ask everybody is, are you doing what you love? I have always done what I love. <laughs> hey, uh, hey. That's, that's, I feel like it's really the main reason why um, I've been – uh, successful so far I feel like it, it's it's always just been about me just doing what I love to do um, with you know with the exception of like we said earlier about you know having the other job having the nine to five mm -hmm. um, but you know the nine to five also knows that um, when it comes to doing what I love that comes first all you know? right so, I hear that and um, what's a message or what's your message that you want to leave with everyone um, I mean, look, these, these times are really hard. It's, a, it's confusing, um, cause we don't really know, you know, what, what's in store when this is going to be done. You know, uh, it's scary, it's stressful. Um, and the best thing you can do is, is mentally, uh, be positive and keep your head up and, um, as an artist, try your best to be innovative. I mean, we have a lot of businesses and artists that have to kind of, maneuver and think about how they're going to, you know, function in these times. You know, I, I, like when it was first happening, my mindset was like, okay, how do I prepare myself for like, what if this was forever? You know, mm -hmm. what can I do? Or what if this gets better, but at any time it can go right back to where it was. So, um, my piece of advice would be is to just stay active and stay innovative and really, um, just kind of like, you know, Take this thing by storm, you know, be be better than COVID. <laughs> I know. Oh, man, I love that. I love the fact that you said stay active and stay innovative. Mm -hmm. You know, I love that. You guys heard it here first. We're with DJ SC1 and dancer and graffiti artist and producer. <laughs> um, a equally and just totally gifted young king and we are excited for him um we are blessed and grateful and we thank you for being on the dancers report and the dope djs edition okay uh for you, season three let's go all right y'all stay connected y'all make sure y'all look him up on instagram and stay connected to him through that cell phone number and um <laughs> and i uh, try to try to tap into his uh music and uh let's spread it spread the love and support it yes all right let's get it Miss 5678 Dances Report Podcast.